0: Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ike MRA show, the Ike MRA podcast, whichever you prefer. And I'm joined in studio with the champion himself, Mr. Mister Modest- Mr. Modest- Modestas. <laughs> God, I, I want to make sure I get it, uh, that I pronounce it correctly. Um, Mr. Modestas Bukowskas.
1: Bukowskas.
0: Bukowskas.
1: There you go, there you go. You said the first name correctly though, mate.
0: Modestus Bokowskas.
1: Perfect, mate. Perfect. <laughs>
0: so, look, um, uh, how have you been? I've been trying to get in the show for what seems like forever now, but so many people are chasing after you, not just for um the fight, but for coaching, for interviews, for everything that you can imagine.
1: Yeah, yeah, nice. No, it's, it's, it's been a pretty pretty mad one, to be fair um obviously then i'll just been sort of keeping my head down i had negotiations with with fights and things fall through and stuff like that it's been it's been a mad uh 2022 um but obviously we finished it on a massive high you did and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah like i say it's uh, absolutely absolutely amazing though to finally be able to speak to you sir
0: no no um uh... For me, it's uh, actually I, I for, you know, for me, it's uh, amazing to speak to you because when I saw um, the um, promo of the fight or last fight that you had in December, on New Year's Eve, I was thinking, wow. I mean, you only recently had <laughs> another fight. and I thought you would have taken some time off just to um, recoup and to recharge your batteries, to rest, and then start training, preparing for the next um, fight.
1: Yeah. Well, after well, this is it. I. Right. To be honest, mate, after this last fight, I took about I took about three days off, and I was like, I can't do this. Like, I can't just keep eating and chilling. Like, it, it just didn't seem natural for me, you know? So mm-hmm. I kind of just got straight back into training. Obviously, I kind of just ate what I wanted. I didn't really necessarily have, like, a strict kind of sort of regimen. And then, and then yeah, as soon as it hit the next Monday, went went straight back in because I've got to be ready because if there's an opportunity that arises at some point, you know, I've got to be ready. So... Um, and, of course, I'm, I'm just a martial artist, you know. I like to – I want to improve my skill set. I want to be as good as possible in every art. Now, now's the time where I can actually really improve my skills because when you're preparing for a particular opponent or a fight, you're just training, preparing for the fight, getting fit, getting in shape, getting, making sure you're able to do the rounds and put yourself in bad positions. Whereas, you know, now I can actually learn and actually learn, like new, add new skills to, to the repertoire. So, you know, you got, you got to enjoy that part of it. Um but yeah, I'm always I'm always I'm always ready, mate. Always ready. I,
0: I have mentioned that um you know again when I saw the uh, the fight for the um fight that you won on New Year's Eve, I was thinking just in the run up two that when I saw the promo card for for the first one, I was thinking, okay, this is a bit crazy, even on New Year's Eve, you still want to get one more win in the bag. But how did you how did you, you do that? I mean, between your the uh the previous fight that you had and um, that I mean, you've got Christmas and the holidays in between. So, I mean, how did you want to balance that and still enjoy yourself with the family, but still prepare for the upcoming fights?
1: Yeah, so uh, obviously during Christmas, so now I'm actually in Newcastle. Usually I go to Newcastle, which is my stepmom's parents' house. And we usually just chill there for for Christmas. But I didn't actually go there this year because obviously I had to prepare for my fight. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, that's why I'm there now. I'm kind of doing like a delayed sort of celebration. Even still, whilst, you know, training, like me and my dad, we've been doing some unorthodox Rocky-style type stuff on the beach, you know, um, training. Because like I say, I've I've got to stay in shape and I've got to stay ready for for an opportunity. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, like, look, at the end of the day, I I had to just, It was kind of the same it kind of felt good in a way for me to be doing something unconventional different or you know kind of against the grains something different from the rest of the Mm -hmm. from the rest of the world you know I have to prepare for a fight whilst everyone's chilling and relaxing it's kind of I don't know it's kind of like a very satisfying feeling knowing that I'm working for something and I know I'm going to get my reward later you know everyone's getting their reward now I'm just (laughs) going to wait to get my Uh my reward a little bit later you know Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, man, like I still had like a little little glass of Baileys, had a piece of cake on, on, on Christmas Day. However, obviously the rest of the meals were like really on point, like just turkey, vegetables and, and potatoes. And, and obviously I still train. I, I went on my five-mile run mm-hmm. and I, I, I made the whole Christmas dinner for like four hours, work, slaving away in the kitchen.
0: Ah, you <laughs> so, uh,
1: and, and not And not actually able to eat like you know half of it so um but it was nice you know spending time with my dad my sister and stuff like that so um yeah man it 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 was it was only different to the sense that obviously it was at a time where everyone else is relaxing even like people are kind of not wanting to train so you have to figure out your own ways of doing things um but aside from that like uh mate like, like i say I'll, I'll always find a way way to train stay in shape and of course i had a big goal in mind so there was there was nothing getting in the way of, of me training for for such a big event.
0: I must say, for fighting, um, for an event to be held on New Year's Eve. I mean, I'm not sure if any of the bigger promotions have done that, uh, the UFC or Bellator. So, but for the fact that they did this on New Year's Eve and that you won, I mean, that's something that people will never forget. I mean, you win the fight, your fantasy that like, fight fantasy that, and then they celebrate the New Year. But I mean, the fact that it's New Year, and they saw that fight. See, saw you went. It's. I think it makes it far more memorable.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And Cage Warriors have only done one other event on New Year's Eve, which was when Conor McGregor won the double belt. So, obviously, this has sort of a uh, a connotation to history. You know that that the only other time was when, was when you know McGregor became double champ, but now we've got. uh, Three was it two new champions? Sorry, I think it was two, yeah, two new champions crowned on uh, on New Year's Eve myself and Shaq Hack. So, um, so yeah, um, it was obviously a very memorable memorable event. No other MMA shows were on at that time, so all eyes were peeled watching uh, Cage Warriors. So, obviously, it put more attention, more eyes mm-hmm. yes, on, on yes. us fighting, which means that obviously, you put on a better, better performance, more people are going to know about it um and um yeah and obviously even for american fans like a lot of them would have been watching at like three four o'clock in the afternoon so yes, yeah. for, for for them it was kind of like like you know like i say just so many eyes were, were on that event so obviously that just amplified uh the traction that we got from this particular event
0: moving away from that um you know you're someone who's been very successful in mixed martial arts despite the um controversies and all the obstacles you had to overcome. Can you give me a uh, can you give me a bit of a, as in your backstory as in how you how it all started, as in where you're from, just your roots basically.
1: Yeah. So I was I was born in Lithuania. Um I actually moved to the UK when I was three years old. So technically I'm I'm Lithuanian by nationality, um, but obviously been bred in Britain, I guess you could say. Um and yeah, I've been living in London pr- pretty much most of my life. Um, so that's actually why, obviously, I'm, I go down as a Lithuanian because, and I bring out the Lithuanian flag because I'm technically a Lithuanian, you know, even though yeah. I, I don't sound it. No, um, of course, yeah. But yeah, uh, five years old. I remember my dad. My dad was a no Horse Soviet Union heavyweight champion. So back when MMA wasn't sort of mainstream, uh, he was winning, you know, championships. Um, you know, a very dangerous man. So if I got told to clean my room, I had to fucking clean my room, you know? Yeah, uh, of course, yeah. 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 So obviously he he was a massive influence for me. But at five years old, he was like kind of showing me a couple of kicks, a couple of punches on the on on the pads, and it was kind of started off very fun and then you know it got very serious very quickly. Oh, it's like, okay, now we're gonna train properly, like no more no more pissing about, basically. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, and then um I won four British kickboxing titles. The last two, uh, without, and they, 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 I won those when I wasn't even taking fighting like amazingly seriously. Like in terms of, it wasn't my main sport. I actually, I, I competed in judo. Um, I learned sambo. Um, from my dad. Um, you know, like I said, I competed a lot in kickboxing. I had about forty kickboxing fights when I was when I was younger. Um, But I was played tennis first, then I played basketball. Then I went to America uh, from 16 to 18 years old for my last two years of high school in Louisiana. I played basketball for the high school team there. Um, I wanted to get a scholarship to play Division I. Unfortunately, that didn't happen for me. And so then at 18 years old, I came back home. My dad was like, yo, so, you know, kind of like my goal always – in my life was to become a professional athlete that was my dream since since day one so uh my dad says listen this is this is kind of like this is your shot i think you can do it here so yeah as soon as i got back when i was 18 we got back into training and started my amateur career and then uh at 21 i turned pro and then here we are
0: speaking of mixed martial arts um i have to say that given your your history and what you just outlined there it seems like you're very well rounded when it comes to sports. I think mean, you you've had you, you tried your hand with actually every sport. Think of basketball, um, BJJ, especially within combat sports. Yeah, um, but can you kind of like describe the transition that led you to mixed martial arts and how did you get into that?
1: Yeah, so I actually played American football when I was in America. So uh, as well, I played that for. Um, I, I basically. It, it got to the point where it started overlapping with the basketball season. I went over there for basketball. So I actually discontinued playing, but I think I was actually a little bit better at American football than I was at basketball, clearly being, you know, like a contact sport, but you know, my dad, you know, I've I've been training in martial arts since I was a little kid. So, you know, it, it, it only made sense that when I did that, that I was like sort of, very good at like the contact side of things and, and doing good at, uh, at at martial arts. You know, I think the kickboxing background definitely helped me with the stand up, uh, even like the boxing techniques that we, that we were used in. And yeah, it just like I say, it just slowly grew from there. And yeah, I, I just kind of, with all the knowledge that I learned from my dad, I kind of just like, you know, I went to different clubs and stuff like that and started learning and adding. And it, that's all it is in, in martial arts. It's all about just adding different things to your game, you know, trying to, get different like kind of different golden nuggets from different areas and like mixing it all together and then putting it, putting it out there. But I think the athleticism I definitely gained from playing things like American football and basketball. Um, Obviously uh, I did judo as well. So, you know, it, it was lucky that I had, I was exposed to a lot of different, a lot of different sports, a lot of different, a lot of different styles of fighting. So it means, it means now that the advantage I have is that I can pick up techniques very quickly. So, that's one thing that will stick with me till the day I die, which I'm very obviously thankful for also
0: um you say that your your father was training you in mixed martial arts from the eighth from very really tender age of five years old uh so it only made sense for you to go into that sport but it's some this is something I ask virtually every athlete and virtually every other person affiliated with combat sport um were there any concerns for for your health you know especially for when you're receiving probably some serious injuries particularly to like your head and areas such as that
1: um i don't know it's all i knew
0: you know Mm. like
1: it's kind of all i knew was i had to fight okay (laughs) i think I, i was a bit too young to really know about head injuries or you know know that i just thought sparring was just a normal rite of passage for kids you know, uh, I just thought that's, that's what just happens. Like if you're doing this, this, this is, this is how it goes. Um, later on in life, you kind of realize that obviously, uh, if, but I, I've, I didn't have a concussion until I was about 22. Like, you know, so it's, it's actually like, you know, I haven't had any like serious head injuries till, till like later on. And, and even then I, I rarely get those types of injuries. So, you know, um, I don't think there was ever a problem about, like, my safety. I, I, for the longest time, I thought I was never going to get injured either, like, in terms of knee injuries until, again, like, 22, 23. So you almost feel like you're unstoppable uh, at yeah. one point, and then you realise, oh, well, you're not actually as unstoppable as you thought you were, you know, when, when like I say, you start getting injuries and things happen to your body. It's almost weird, like, you think, you hear all these athletes, oh, I've got this injury, and I've got that injury, and I'm like, what are you talking about? I've never had one. And then when you finally get it, you're like, oh, now nah, I see what you're freaking talking yes. about. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um but again I think the way I've trained as well and the way I've built up my body makes myself actually safeguarded to not be so prone to injuries, which I'm also thankful for because my dad's taught me the right way. Although we train hard, we always train smart. So uh that has definitely carried on throughout my life.
0: Um now when I first heard about you, uh, I looked into um not just your backstory, but I I looked into a big issue that you were actually um attached to the involved that you had been involved in um it, it was regarding the ufc now if you i would i will understand if you tell me to my own business and i'll edit this part <laughs> a part of the video out i'll cut it out you, if you like yeah, yeah. um but what exactly happened between you and the organization i mean i've read about it but again there's nothing that compares to actually asking the person involved themselves
1: yeah oh no there, there, there was like i said there's no hard feelings. There's no 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 bad blood. Uh, obviously it was very upsetting for me. Uh, at the end of the day, it's a ruthless business. Listen, in MMA, if you win, you're 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 the king. You're the man. You know, you back up your words. You you'll reap the rewards. But if you don't, simple as that. Like people in this world, uh, people only care about the winners. They don't care about the losers. I mean, as sad as it is, there's no. There's no runners-up prize. There is only you are number one, and that's all that matters in in this game of MMA. So the fact that I had three losses on the trot, the fact that in my last fight, ten weeks out, and th- and this is the mad thing, you know, I, I didn't disclose. You know, fighters always go into fights with you know certain injuries or things that are bothering them, but and you know they don't disclose it. Um, and then they disclose it after. So, oh well, I had this and that. And obviously, I, I wanted to keep my pride together. I'm like, well you know, I don't want to tell people that I have an injury, but I'm just going to go and try and do it anyways because I know I can compete, I can fight. Uh, But 10 weeks out from the Khalil fight, I actually really badly injured my knee. Uh, I have the MRI and everything from that day. Even the doctor said like, yeah, you'll be able to compete, but you really need to get this sorted. Um, And he said the only reason why I am is because he knows that the strength of my knee, uh, the strength of my legs, like the muscle around it, is basically holding everything in place. So. Obviously, then that happened in the fight. And listen, I know that I didn't compete to my full capabilities. And, you know, I did essentially talk a big game only because I know and I really truly believe in myself and what it is that I can do. Um, and you know, obviously you've got to sell yourself as well. This is the entertainment business, you've got to be entertaining as well as outside the cage as you are inside the cage. Mm. And unfortunately, I just didn't live it, I just didn't live up to the expectations. I didn't live up to the hype or the things that I'd been saying, you know, the Oleg Shachuk fight, you could say is very controversial. I definitely think I won that fight. Um, that was the, one of the only fights where I actually really, you know, kind of showed more of my skill set. Um, so it was very sad for me that in those fights, it, what was more upsetting, more than the injury, more than getting cut was that I did not show what I know I can do. And, You know, that's just part and parcel of fighting under pressure, under the big lights. You know, you have to be able to perform. It doesn't matter what you do in the training room. All that matters is what you do on the day of the fight. That's all that matters. So, and all that matters is that you win. So, if you don't win and you're not performing like the way that you should, you know, unfortunately, things aren't going to go very well for you. And that's essentially what happened to me. So, you know, I understand that. Um, I understand that it's part of the game, but I knew that my. My tenure with the UFC was not over. I knew that I'd come back one day, and uh, that is essentially the journey that I'm still currently on.
0: Okay, that actually brings you to, brings me to my next question. Um, outside of the UFC, look at your fight record. I mean, you've done so well. I think you only had—is it one amateur fight?
1: Oh no, that in on on tapology don't uh, don't even look at that. My uh, my amateur records are seven and one.
0: Well, that's. That's good. I mean, your overall fight record is is really really good. My next question to you is to you is um you know about all of the, um, the controversies going on in the UFC now there's the James Krauss batting scandal, James Krauss himself. There's Dana White hitting his wife on New Year's Eve. Not, not to say that's funny, but it doesn't look good for him and beyond. It doesn't look good for the organization. And then there's the poor judging um, that's happening within the organization. If the opportunity were to come what to be given to you would you go back to the ufc if they wanted to take you back on
1: oh that's that's my goal that that is what oh. will happen i will go to the ufc and i know it um that's that's what i want uh to me the ufc is the biggest organization in the world yeah there's there's these scandals but look there's all sorts of stuff going on everywhere in the world Mm and in all different promotions. And it's just the fact that UFC is so heavily scrutinized that they're the ones that are being put under this massive magnifying glass. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, at the end of the day, it has always been my dream to fight in the UFC. When I got there the first time that was like, Oh my God, like I feel like literally my, my, like everything has just come to light for me. Like my, the the picture that was once black and white is now filled with loads of different colors everywhere. That's what it felt like. And uh, that's essentially, you know, I know that there's sort of unfinished business as well. It's like, I I went there, I didn't perform the way that I should have. And now I've come out, I've just won two fights on the trot. And now I'm I'm again, I'm knocking on the doors of, of being back there again. Look, when you look at it, who's been heavily promoted the most, who's got the most traction, who's got the most, pull and and generate like generating the most attention it's the ufc so ultimately that's where i want to fight for right now like now nah, don't get me wrong um i would never obviously uh rule out or cancel any other promotion because there's so many amazing promotions out there in the world but of course like you know it's no secret that i want to fight in the ufc again
0: well i'm going to dive in delve a little bit deeper into that probably something that people don't like to talk about and that's money um, you know, there's still the issue of fighters within the UFC. A large majority of the fighters don't feel they're being paid their worth. It's just a few of the golden boys, Conor McGregor, John Jones. That they're, in fact, to, to the point that if they do something like say they're involved in some sort of crime outside of the cage, the UFC and Dana White always tend to look the other way, just make some sort of random excuse for them. I mean, is that something? And again, I bring Jake Pauls just joined signed up with PFL. And he's has already kind of stipulated and described all sorts of things he's gonna be working on to boost their promotion, and probably make it very attractive for fighters, and especially in terms of pay. I mean, the issue of pay that that doesn't deter you from maybe looking at other bigger other big names within the mixed martial arts promotion scene.
1: Oh, of course. So, I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll, I'll never rule out um, any other promotions and 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 and, and stuff like that. Um, at the end of the day, obviously, it's it's it's, it's the. Uh, It's the uh, the business where 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 it's this prize fighting at the end of the day. You know you're out there to try and make money, and you're trying out there to to sort out your families, and you know. But and but at the same time, you want to sort of leave your mark and leave your legacy and and stuff like that. And it's just you know I feel like I definitely because I'm still very young. I'm only twenty eight. Like I've I've still got like time to to make my crack at the UFC for the second time. Uh, And stuff like that, so that's why I've just been like, you know, and and I really like the promo. I really like working with them. It's not, it's you know, I really like working with them as well. Like the way they take care of their athletes. And now, again, I'm not saying that you know all the other promotions wouldn't do the same, but you know, it's just like I say. Like I feel like I, I definitely, I definitely deserve to be there. Um and yeah now like look don't get me wrong freaking PFL Bellator you know all these other big KSW got, they got there's amazing promotions out there as well and you know yeah. um like I say um we'll we'll see what the we'll see we'll see what the 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 sort of the 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 future holds for me but of course like my heart is set with being back into the UFC yeah. because I know I can compete there I know I can compete at the highest level and ultimately that's where I want to be right now.
0: No, there's no question. There's no doubt. Despite um, uh, what people think of them, what people think of Dana White, the UFC do know how to make their fighters, they do know how to make a fighter a star, turn him into a star. So that is one thing that they definitely got on the bag. Um, no arguments there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look go on, if you're going to add. No, no, idea. no. Yeah,
1: no, no. I was, I was, I was definitely going to say, like, if you look at it, that's it is it's it's like the main promotion that's been built up from from the get go from day 1 yeah. you know mm-hmm. when mma became mainstream it was the ufc that was doing it and uh that's why they've got they've got the biggest pull um you know in, in terms of the world and you know you've got a lot of eyes watching so you know uh yeah it's just amazing I'm, I'm just it's just amazing to see how how big mma has grown over the years and um yeah it's it's amazing to be a part of that
0: now, there's one person that you've always mentioned every win, every success um, that you achieve within this sport. and You've already highlighted how he introduced you to mixed martial arts, and that is your father. But, I mean, um, what is the... I mean, that's the obvious one, of course, is your dad, so you're very close to him. But, I mean, has he always been as in a very prominent figure in your life, even outside of um, combat sports?
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, he's taught me a lot of a lot of life lessons that I need to, that I need to learn uh he's taught me about discipline about working hard this is why I have such amazing work ethic is because of him um the way the reason why I present myself um the way that I do in front of people I try and be polite I try and be courteous is also because of him and obviously my mom as well but you know l- like I say if we're speaking uh, he, he he's always put me on the right path he's put me on the right direction he's always looked he's always looked after me as well he's always been there for me when no one else has you know and um that that's another big thing that I've had in my life is that you know when when things turn the wrong way and he'll always be really honest with me you know he he'll, he'll tell me he he said I always would tell you if I don't think like you know that maybe you need to do something else and like I'll tell you from the heart but he says I know you've got it I know I, I truly believe in you and I think you should believe in yourself. You know so he's um he's definitely an amazing and our relationship as a father and son is just absolutely amazing. Also like we're like, we're like best friends. Like we, we have loads of jokes together. Like, you know, our relationship has only grown through the fighting career. So, um, yeah, he's a very prominent figure in, in all areas of my life. And, um, yeah, I'm so glad to, that, uh, that I can have this relationship uh, alongside, you know, the fighting career, which is a very dangerous and, uh, and volatile ones. So, you know, to have someone so close to you to be there for the ride is obviously absolutely amazing. And I know hundred percent, I will, uh, be able to make up for all this, all the stress and, uh, and, you know, hardship that we've had to face this whole time by, um, you know, like taking care of him and the rest of my family financially.
0: Of course. No, of course. Definitely. You always, you never forget those who are with you from day one. Never, 100%. ever, never. Okay. Um, following your as all the success we achieved in the sport there's no question that you're one of the um main figures within the sports, especially here in the uk scene that people do as i said before they're chasing you for your time they're chasing you for your talents and your skills and you for your knowledge um obviously you are coaching and you're helping other fighters as well aren't you
1: um well i mean i'm i'm uh, I teach private, so like I'm a personal trainer as well. So obviously, I like I like to make an income from um from from, from teaching clients. Um, but um, I have taught a couple of people. Like obviously, my, my friend, my other teammates at BST, I've taught um another fighter called Louis. Um, he's just one of Cage Warriors Academy. Actually, uh, I've been cornering uh, Will Curry, He's also another one of my main training partners and really good friends. Um, so yeah, man, like uh, I've 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 got people that I am training, um, and uh, yeah, I've, and I do believe that you know the coaching and I coach at Pure Jiu Jitsu actually, um, which is in Acton uh, for one of my really good friend Aria's gyms. Um, and um, yeah, man, like I, I do think that teaching also helps to improve just your own knowledge and helps you to become better at the game because you're constantly going over certain techniques that you like to use and and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's just, it's it's amazing to be able to also give back, you know, give back to the community and give back and see other people succeed also. Yeah.
0: So for a typical fight, how do you normally get ready for that? As in you personally, what do you think is the best... Um... The best regime that you'd probably put yourself through to make sure you've got the best chance of achieving a win on the night on fight night?
1: So, at least one litre bottle of gin um, before the workout and at least one litre after. I'm joking. (laughs) I'm only messing. (laughs) Uh, messing. I know you're probably thinking, like, where the hell is this guy going with this? Yes. (laughs)
0: That was mad.
1: Yeah, no, 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 nothing like that, mate. Mm. Um Nah, uh, to be honest, I'm just—it's just a continuation of what I do normally. So sure. you know how I said I train, you know, twice a day, six days a week, Um and some days it just kind of depends on how sore the body is. Sometimes you have to take one session off just to let the body recuperate. I think at the end of the day, just kind of you just gotta feel, feel, uh, feel yourself and feel your body. But yeah, that's the general gist of it, and. When I'm not preparing for a particular opponent, I would just be trying to improve my skill set. So I might go do more jiu-jitsu or more striking or or whatever. Do the sessions planned, but maybe have a bit more of a focus on working a particular art or working a particular position or whatever. Just trying to improve my knowledge. But then when it comes to preparing for a fight, things become a bit more like kind of ramped up where you have to get prepared for three rounds or for five rounds. You put yourself in more awkward positions like you're doing things that are specific to more to your opponent as opposed to i'm just training to improve my martial arts abilities so realistically i'm just training all the time mate it's it's mm. all the same and you yeah. know when it's out of camp you're 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 like you know for example it's not gonna it's not gonna make a massive difference if if like i miss you know one session in in the week it's like okay i'm, I'm gonna just do another session this time or, or whatever uh, but i'm always training, always training every single day um but yeah when it comes to fight camp then you know like like I say everything's just a bit more regimented a bit more strict just how it should be really
0: and when it comes to cutting weights making weight have you ever had to do things so drastically so severely that you do find yourself passing out or um, just losing your mind that <laughs> like you just don't feel yourself
1: um I've never had an issue with making weight um okay I've never really passed out or anything like that. Like all these stories, these fighters, uh, you know, I can understand why they would, because I felt very weak and very sluggish. You know, it's just how it goes when you're cutting cutting weight. Sometimes, like especially when I bloody competed at middleweight, had to cut a load of weight for that. Um, But yeah, like my body's like kind of filled out. Like you know, my body actually does hold a lot of water, so I can lose quite a lot. Um, So yeah, man, like I've I've never really had any issues really uh, cutting weight.
0: Oh I'm glad to hear it because uh, there are some horror stories that I've heard uh, you must have seen it yourself some guys are stepping on the yeah. scale and they actually just faint because of yeah. like, the the, the, the calorie yeah. deficit been so severe <laughs> Yeah
1: yeah
0: um last but not least Modi are are not uh, or rather is there any shout outs you want to give out to anyone I know there are some obvious names in there but anyone you want to give a shout out to
1: Oh mate the lo- do you know? What I'm gonna to have to start doing. I'm gonna to have to start writing on a piece of paper a whole long list because there are just so many people um, that 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 have been helping me. But yeah. I'll just I'll just I'll just run through it as as quickly as I can. But obviously, my dad Gintas, uh, Danny Batten, uh, Raymond from uh, uh, Danny Batten and Raymond from from BST Academy, which is them a major not a trainer. Um, you've got Aria and. Um, uh, pure Jiu Jitsu. You've got Ed Ingermell's uh, again with Jiu Jitsu, Hodge Gracie's Academy again with Jiu Jitsu, uh, Legion, uh, sorry, uh, Prometheus uh, Wrestling um, in, in, in terms of uh, just the wrestling. Um, we've got Will Curry, um, one of my training partners, really good friends as well, uh, Lucas Klinger um, as well on, on, on that one, Simeon Powell. Uh, been a real real big help he actually helped me a lot uh before my last fight so um, you know massive shout out to him as well um you've got uh distinct physiotherapy leanne always helping me out with my physio uh, fighter shop uk um, mad max denison Sutherland uh, my man has been sponsoring me for for a long time now um always helping me and uh, iridium sports agency the best sports sports agency in the world and uh I know they they they've got me on the right track to, to to be back to the UFC, so i've got a gotta give a massive shout shout out to everyone there um always helping me um and yeah man like i obviously i apologize if i've i've missed anyone out but um obviously i've just got a massive stable of people always helping me always trying to make me achieve my best um and i've got a couple of people as well who've actually just helped me like sponsorship uh, and, and and stuff like that, that i've got to thank um those people know who they are but um Behind closed doors, I've got to give a massive shout out to those people, and also Paul, Paul Burgess as well. He's he's also also been a massive help to not only myself but my dad also. So yeah, that's it.
0: That's quite a list. That's quite a yeah long list. <laughs> but no, no, you again, you can't forget those who are, who have contributed to to your success, Modi, um Thank you so much for coming on, and I think the no next. The next time um we have this discussion or we do this again, it might take you longer because I'm sure you've done so well. I'm going to be speaking to an agent or to a manager to speak to them, then to speak to you so I can arrange <laughs> the whole thing. Yes, that's when you're successful, that's what happens because this sort of thing got to give it to someone else to manage for you. <laughs> so don't be yeah, surprised. Yeah. <laughs>
1: no worries, mate. Well, look, like I say, thank you so much for speaking with me. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Finally, we've got it done. Um, but, yeah, it, I've, I've I've had a great time, mate.
0: Thank you so much. Guys, if you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to leave a like and don't forget to subscribe. You can catch the episodes not just on here on YouTube, but you can also catch it on Spotify, iTunes, and on Google Podcast. Modi, once again, thank you so much. Thank you.
1: No worries, mate. Thank you so thank much, you. brother. Have a good one, See mate. You.
0: Okay, bye-bye. Bye.